Oh, no, 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 no. The struggle, struggle, struggle. Ain't paid my child support. Baby mama won't let me see my kids. If I was a real man, maybe it'd be different. I'd be slacking like hell. Trying to do what I can do. Trying to raise a family and get high too. What can I do? Clean my act up and raise these kids. Don't worry about getting high to struggle. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. The struggle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The life of the struggle. Yeah. Guess what? I cleaned it up. Straightened myself up. Got a new job and I'm ready for work. I don't get high every day no more All I do is struggle, yeah Trying to find a way to make ends meet Gotta hustle on the side Sell a dime bag or two Any way I can to survive Gotta do it all day And again and again I ain't playing no numbers Ain't worried about hitting the lottery Bullshit I'm gonna struggle Till I can do better Don't worry, at least I'm clean And the kids can see better Oh, 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 oh The life of the struggle Yeah What up, boy? Shit, dog, it ain't nothing, cool I see you selling shit out here selling that shit, huh, boy? Man, I gotta do what I gotta do Me too, bro, front me a little song <laughs> what the fuck so funny, bro? <laughs> nigga, you used to smoke dope, nigga. When I look like front of you, my stuff. Cause I'm trying to come up, nigga. I, I got kids and I'm doing right, bro. So can you help me? <laughs> alright, 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 alright. Alright, cuz. I'ma trust you just this one time, cuz. Just cause you preaching, cuz. Alright, yes. Aha, and the Lord said, I'm gonna give him this dope pie huh? Because I didn't see it was wrong to sell dope pie huh? So I'm gonna give you a pound, huh? And you bring me back money for two pounds, alright? I got it, cuz, appreciate you, cuz <laughs> this gonna be funny <laughs> What you mean, you don't trust me? I trust you, and I say bless you God bless you, and may God keep you That's my prayers, my brother, huh? <laughs> man, I'm out of here, man. Just hollering at the plug, got a pound. About to hit the corner and I'm what, what now? I'm the plug. Doing my thing for a little bit. I'ma get some money and get up out this bullshit. I ain't trying to be no drug dealer forever. This is all I know, just a hustle forever. Gotta do what I gotta do to come up. The struggle, the struggle, the struggle, that sucks. But I gotta come up real, real quick. Cause the man want his money. I ain't worried about shit. I got the hustle in me. I got the streets in me. And I got the kids in the love for a real happy family. The struggle. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Now my damn rent is due and the light bill too. Oh, here we go for another hustle. We'll tell you about that on the next part of the struggle. Ooh. Now it's a lot different because it's one pill once a day. I was taking 36 pills a day when it began. 36 pills a day. And then liquid Norbert, which tasted so freaking nasty. It was, it was, I mean, the worst taste of medicine you could ever take. It was a chemotherapy. I watched a drop of it one day go down the bottle. And as it as it uh, came, the the ink, it just ate it away. Mm. And I said, "This is what I'm putting in my body." Mm. But I did it because I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My partner did not want to live. Mm. My lord. <clears throat> um, so, because he was diagnosed as full blown AIDS, mm-hmm. uh, I found him in his bed. And they had to call the paramedics and that because he was he had crapped in the bed and not tried to get out of it. So I knew something was wrong, you know, something, something's wrong here. And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Two weeks, two weeks he was in a coma. And I, I mean, I have the memories. He never had the memories of it. I have the memories of watching him <coughs> be hooked up to all these machines. That was just the first time. I want to go down that road. I have a friend. I just don't like. Yeah. But it's. I I understand, and like that's just a testament to to you. Twenty humble in your humility, so that you you can be. Twenty three years. I was people. compliant with medications. Um, my health excellent. Um, no problems. What's I wish I could tell you something. But. I don't know how you go take I it. Stopped. <laughs> I decided when my mother passed and other things that had gone on in my life mm-hmm. um, that I didn't want to be here anymore. No, stop. You're wrong. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I, uh, I stopped all my medication. Don't I do that. Blood pressure, everything. I stopped everything. Don't do that. Well, this was, it's already been done. Oh, no. I got, I got talked out of it. I got talked into taking my medications. Mm-hmm. Because even though I didn't feel love from my family, mm-hmm. there were other people in my life that really were my family. Mm. You know, they might not have been blood, mm-hmm. but they're my family. And they care about me and they love me. Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I wish I could give these people some footage. You know, I had to get real sick mm-hmm. to realize that. I think I remember you telling me this. I mean... November, uh, it was December, was the first I got, I had uh, cellulitis. In Why you didn't want to live no more? In February. Because anybody love you? My mother. Because you're your mother. Okay. I was to be with my mom. She died. She passed away okay. two days before my move to Lake County. Okay. Is this still back Crazy. Made a dog. You mean like a person? You see sad people. Mm-hmm. You see shadow people because there is one that walks there. You see him all the time. Hey, hey, hey. You know, <laughs> I don't know who he is, but um, 
Yeah, I got chicken pox in February. The third time in my life I've had chicken pox. Mm. I thought I was just breaking out in hives because I was really nervous because we were going, I was supposed to go to a funeral of uh, my mother's best friend in Tampa and I would have to Sorry. go check it out, man. <laughs> um, chicken pox for the third and cellulitis on my face. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pretty. Then um, in March, March, I had to be hospitalized because, well, they found me. I mean, my bro my brother-in-law knocked on the door, and uh, I answered the door. He said, "Are you okay?" I said, "No, I'm not." He said, "You need to go to the hospital." I said, "Yes, I do." Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was wrong. I just know that I was extremely ill. And I had cellulitis on my face again. And I looked like I had to have a stroke. Mm. So. God, I thank you. So, this is awesome. Um, this is awesome. the first three days in the hospital. Are you like on a hanger? There is. I, think. <laughs> okay. I know, right? Man, this is awesome. You got another cigarette? Yep, you're right. I need a cigarette. I can't. This is too hot. Thank you. This is hot. I mean, this is this is this is what I've been praying for. This is why I get called stupid. I'm a liar. I'm a joke. They laugh at me because this is what God wants right here, and it's happening right before our eyes. Believe in your spirit. Yeah. This is my reminder. Right here. But I gotta take my pills every day. But I have to stay alive. Now you mind if I, I wanted to tell you something. I forgot to tell you this. I don't think it had happened. I didn't get the revelation or the prophecy or however you want to call it. I don't think when I met you. Brother, you can take it how you want to take it. But let it go. It ain't nothing no more. It's gone. It can't kill you. You don't need nothing. I'm telling you that for the bottom of my heart. I'm telling you that. For I was this close. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you let this in, just go and live like you never had it. Like no stress. That's what's gonna take you. Well, no, no, I, you know, I don't even think it's man. strong enough in your body anymore. To, it's done. It's. No, I think okay. that phase I, is I, over. I got, I got, no, I got sick real fast. I, I couldn't believe because I thought I'm going to stop these medications and it's going to take a while. Stop the medication. Stay healthy. Eat food and don't do no hard drugs. I guarantee you'll survive. If you don't stress, because it was the it was made to take us out. So when you're stressing, you know you got it. That's why I never wanted to live I with it. If I if I if I lived with it, I die because I stress myself to death. You know, I know I don't stress myself about it at all. No, it's, I don't. There's well, no you ain't finna die no time soon. Yeah. You know? Oh, not now. You ain't gonna die no time soon. You gonna be I here to the end. I had staff mercy, and it was it was about to take me out. I was literally, like I said, first three days in the hospital. All I did was sleep. They would wake me up. I would eat. I'd go back to sleep. Yo, it wasn't till like it wasn't till they did mm. surgery and I had a hole in my back. Do you believe you believe you believe that you'll be here to the end? 
I plan on being here till I'm at least a hundred. How old are you? You're gonna be. God is good. You fifty six. You're gonna be. I'm closer to sixty than I am fifty now. I don't like that, but it's the truth. See what Illuminati just did. And I don't. I told it, 30 to 50. went like, you know, it just, it just was, it, it was, it flew by me. If you believe if, you achieve. But I was busy volunteering my time. I had the antique store, you know, but once again, my know father. <laughs> doesn't brag, you know, my father doesn't say, this is my son. Who ran a food pantry for HIV positive people and AIDS? He doesn't say anything about my volunteerism. That's nothing to him, because it didn't earn me any money. That's a crack. You know, my brother, who hasn't didn't talk to my dad for thirty years. Thirty years just came back into his life when they were like 80, 82. He gets all the praise. Oh, he's got a studio. He's got a studio. He's got a studio in Philadelphia. You know, he's a consultant to this uh, shelving firm. He he has a house in the Poconos. You know, that's who he talks about. And you know, it's hard on. You know, it's hard. But he's my dad. I, I I would say this in your dad's defense. In your dad's defense, like I was trying to sell him, you know, if we actually listen, man, and stop like being like real, real headstrong, these people did what they felt was best for them. They did what they thought was the only way to protect them and their family. A lot of people were prejudiced because they just didn't know how to react to something they never had to fucking deal with. They don't know how it's going to react to them. They don't know if it's going to kill them or hurt them. They don't know its moves, its breathing, because we have never seen a person of that color of a skin. They've never seen it. So I can't sit up here and blame them for being scared enough to keep their families happy, keep, you know, intact. Because most of them, when they learned to be around dark-skinned people, they accepted them. But my dad did go to school with black people. He accepted them? No, not my dad. No, my dad's extremely prejudiced. After the segregation? Prejudiced. After segregation. Right now, your dad's prejudiced. Yes. Although he has to curb it because we have such a blended family. Um... There are, uh, you know, I've got two nieces that are mixed. Mixed. I have a Muslim uh, nephew. Well, his father is Muslim. Arabic. Yep. And then uh, now we have uh, Hindu. So, you know, we have a very blended family. You know, and it, the picture was great. We had a picture of us today, but of course, after mom passed us, my family got down here within two days. All my family was here. Nieces, if nephews. You, if you lived when your dad lived, do you think you could accept it? If you grew up the way your dad grew up, could you accept being prejudiced? Could you understand being prejudiced the way he had to grow up? Because we got to take that in consideration. Think about it. You've been on this country your whole life, well, and you've never seen a dark-skinned person. 
you don't think you're going to react to some type of fear to keep your dominancy, to keep the power, to keep the country, to keep the legacy, because you don't want nobody to come take over? That's just like your man. You're going to do everything you can to keep your man because you want your man to love you and you only. So you can do whatever you can. Those people did what they had to do because they didn't know no better. That's why they invented the religion to kind of control the niggas because they were scared. They wouldn't even teach them how to read because they did not want to think of something they don't know what it is to have the same equal brain power as it. They may be better than us. But that would have been way before my dad's But his daddy time, how he taught him. His daddy, probably his daddy before him. One of them, right? His granddaddy. Because I know... I, uh, you know, I didn't for a long time, because you just, you just, something you don't talk about is that my family is from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. My family had slaves. Everybody did. You know, I didn't ever think about that, you know, but it wasn't told to us either. And it wasn't wrong for them to have slaves because the Indians did the stupidest thing in the world and sold these white people their property for something they never seen before. So pretty and shiny. Ooh, give me some gold. So the white people sold them. To, they sold them the gold. We're all slaves. So they had to get a job eventually. And they didn't have no land. So they asked the white man for a job. And the white man gave him a job and promised them what? 40 acres and a mule. The white man never went and picked up a bunch of black people. That's a lie. That's Hollywood. Nobody went on boats. Could you imagine going to somebody's house and telling them to get out of their house and throwing a net over them and taking them out of their own house? Hell no. That was them people's country. Do you really believe you could beat them on their country, take them and make them leave from their own place? Absolutely not. Black people brought them over here. Not just on only a couple sail ships. Yeah, not on a ship. You, you ain't finna do that. You got Big Tom Coffee off the Green Mile. You got 1,600 of them. How you gonna stop them? On their land, on their territory. You can't. We was always here. You guys came here because white people always been searching to call a place of their own. They never had one. They came from the Carcass Mountains in, Car- in, in, in Egypt. I mean, in uh, Israel, uh, Europe. That's why they call Caucasians from the Carcass Mountains, right? But when they came, I never, I don't know. I can't when they came, the all they did was wanting to find something of their own. This wasn't even America. America was owned the British in Africa. Africa owned America. Because remember, the whole world was once connected. And it was called what? Africa. Because the Bible says the Garden of Eden was in Egypt, right? Egypt is in the continent of Africa. You take a piece of paper and you rip it in a thousand pieces, it's still a piece of paper. We just far east right now and they're just far west. I mean, they're far east and we're far west. Right? North, east, south, west. This is the only place where you have states out of seven continents in this world. That should tell you something. Like he said, like his daddy taught him. Ain't no way for no homosexual. Ain't no this and that. This was Babylon. This is with the devil headquarters right here where we at. The devil run this. He has all control and free will. Ain't no place for God in him. That's why it's so hard for me to have friends. It's so hard for me. My parents turned against me. People ain't going to like me because I don't know how to be nasty. I don't know how to be mean. I don't know how to be just a piece of shit one day. I have to love all of y'all. And I do. 
So I get in trouble when I just meet somebody for the first day and have sex with them and bring them to my house. Then they rob me because I don't know how nothing else to do. So I don't fit in. No matter how much y'all say Jesus, this is Jesus, that, I will never see that because the truth will set you free. I've been set free. I know for a fact God made Jesus. And I know for a fact without God wouldn't be no Jesus. So that means God is number one. So why would I say something else before him when I know he going to get upset and in his feelings? The entire human race as a whole, we was all born. We was all born the same color. We were all one race. One race. God made one race. He made race. He didn't make colors. That's why he had to confuse our languages because we got along so good, we almost reached him. If you want to call a race of people, call them the children of Israel, the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. Them was the first people. Them was God people. Them was the people. Black folk made white people. We created them. That's why it's not ironic that everything we do is, you know, we're ahead. That's why they won't release that power and give it to us. Because then we will be equal as them. Without the talent that we have, they don't have it. They still number one. Why? Because they make the law. They can cripple you any way they want to. And that's what child support did to the black families. Replace the father with a paycheck. So the family would crumble and would never be as strong and dominant as the white man household. They're smart. They're intelligent. So you know what I'm saying? That's why it's kind of hard for me to... Because that's how I look at it now. It's, it's, it's just how it is. So now I got to stand up for what I believe in. I believe it's okay to be... Because gay should never be even word. That's not even a word. In my book, that's a word of derogatory. And why would God categorize us? He never categorized us. See, the best thing on earth was made was pussy. And it was the baddest thing ever. It was so bad to the point that anytime you get so excited with your blessings that God give you and you hurt the next person, God will take away everything and make you back naked again. And that's exactly what he did. See, Eve was so bad, she knew couldn't nobody fuck with her because she was the last thing made. And look how Adam was breathing over her. He left his mom and daddy high and dry and went and had her. He cleaved unto a woman, meaning he went up under the woman. The woman was the head of the household, never the man. She fed him, remember? She was so bad, they told her not to eat off that tree. She said, man, you know who I am? And she went and ate off that tree, and God made her butt-ass naked. He said, let's try this again. Women were put on this. Females of any animal, whatever the fuck, were all put here for one reason. And it's just to be that's why the woman was put, the man was put over the woman. See, we could have been whores until she ate that fruit. God wouldn't have never cared. But marriage is, you got to remember what marriage is. Marriage is sex. Every time you have unprotected sex with somebody, you married them. Because you became one for that whole amount of time that you having sex. Now you made a spiritual connection. Why does that have to be Huh? Because that's how you get the full. For unprotected, mean there's it's body on body, full, one hundred percent. There's nothing stopping the human flow. The, the latex skins go stop the the flow of the purity.
you're inside somebody that and you release into them or they that's a spirit. That's one, that's spiritual connection. Because you're inside of them. They're inside of you. You ever notice you say, well, damn, I wonder where my husband or where my old lady at. They should be getting off when you go thinking about them and stuff like that. Yeah, that happens. So that's why God called it marriage. Because when you marry somebody, God didn't care that you went and messed up somebody else's head too. But when she did that, he stopped that and said, now you just have sex with one person. Now we got adultery. Because I see what this pussy done did to you. Yeah, you're supposed to fuck the same The person. same person. Because you have that connection with that person. Could you imagine putting yourself around all these other people? Every day you want to hit five people. You know how five people go feel about you? Raw dogging, skeeting in them people. Everything you're doing, make, make humans. I mean, you can have you can have multiple wives and shit, but only have sex with one. Only one fucking, and anybody else who does is committing adultery. That's why I don't believe in condoms, and I never will. I never waste my time having sex, fuck with a condom to not feel it. They say, well, what about if somebody got AIDS? What about it? I ain't got nothing to do with that. I still love them. If I want to fuck them, I'm still gonna fuck them. You wanna know why? Because that's faith. If God can't can't take tell me, then what the hell I got faith for? Ain't no need of me being having faith and I'm scared. That ain't faith. Faith without works is dead. So if I don't put in no work and show God that I ain't scared, then damn it, then I ain't no faith. And I'm HIV negative. Never had nothing. I don't believe in cancer. Me neither. Because it's in the food. It's not in no damn cigarettes. It can tell you that. It's in your head. It's in your head. Just like the HIV, just like I was telling him. If he had like he never if he'd never know what he had it, he'd have never people went through half the call, stuff he went through. People that people that yeah, exactly. There's old dudes that have <laughs> a different outfit on my best Dan friend Leon. He didn't know he had it. And he was afraid to go check, even though like his health was diminishing. And what happened to him first is he ended up he went to the hospital because his body failed. He couldn't walk anymore. And he went to the hospital because he thought he had syphilis. And he come to find out they treated He did have syphilis. They treated it. But then he still didn't go get the HIV test. Well, one day, I see Leon walking. And mind you, we grew up together with friends. Yeah. And I see him walking and he's hobbling. And I saw him and I was like, instantly just like sad. I was like, yo, dog, come live with me. You ain't got to stop doing whatever you're doing. I thought he was maybe going real hard in the drugs. I was like, but, you know, you're going to have a friend here. I'm going to make sure you're eating and shit. If you're going to have your vices, you're going to have some some positives to go with it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I said, come stay with me for a month. Don't worry about no rent. Don't even worry about your job or whatever. I just want to help you look healthy or, or be healthy or, or whatever's going on. I want to see if I can help, even though I wasn't all the way clear in my vices. That night he was supposed to come by. I didn't hear from him a whole month went by. I called his job and all that. Couldn't find him. Two months went by and finally my my other best friend, Jermaine, called me and said, Hey, are you gonna go see Leon? I said, Where is he at? And they were like, at a nursing home. And I was like, What a nursing home? I was like, Okay. Mind you, Leon weighed like about two hundred and five, two ten average. I went into the nursing home and I was I walked in the room. I was standing over this guy and I was like, Yo, where where's Leon? And 
that's him right there, and I swear he, he weighed like maybe 75 pounds. But the thing about HIV is that once it 